Welcome to Agribusiness Conversations. This is Amber Morin, your host. We're talking agribusiness, its hardships, its successes, and its emerging opportunities. Today, we are talking about a leadership opportunity that I myself have reaped the benefits from, and I am very excited to share this opportunity with you. It is with great pleasure that I get to introduce you to Scott Koenig. Scott is the executive director of Project Central. He is the fifth executive director since Project Central's founding in 1983. Prior to that, he has spent seven years raising $14 million for his alma mater. The University of Arizona's departments, which he's raised money for, include the Cancer Center, the Alumni Association, and the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. At the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, he was accepted into Project Central's 21st class, which he credits as truly making him an Arizonan since he grew up in Ohio. When he travels the deserts and mountains with Project Central, he finds time to explore our great state by hiking and running with family and friends. Scott is truly an all-around person, and I'm so excited to interview him today. Scott, thanks for being on the show. Let's get started. Can you tell us what Project Central is all about and why it was created? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Amber. I'm glad to be here and glad to be on your podcast. And I would say that some people call Project Central the best kept secret in Arizona. And with your help and that of your listeners, we're hoping to change that. I'm glad you asked kind of about the when and how and why Project Central got started. So in Michigan, between 1900 and 1970, they had a huge population growth, growing from 2 million to just about 9 million. The Michigan company that had a vested interest in agriculture and rural communities, the Kellogg Company. Their private foundation partnered with Michigan State University to create a leadership program for young farmers so that they could build their skills and learn about the issues facing the state and really give a voice to the agricultural community. Here in Arizona, our growth spurt didn't start until the 70s. That was our first decade of a million plus growth. So we grew to about 2.8 million by 1980. And then we've had four decades of a million plus growth. So somebody from the University of Arizona and one of the local community members attended a conference where the Michigan people were presenting about their program. And from there, the idea of Project Central was born. Fantastic, Scott. I'm really excited and curious to know, you know, when you're recruiting leaders to apply, what's your elevator speech and how how do you explain Central to potential applicant? Well, I haven't had the chance to try it in an actual elevator, so I don't know how many floors it takes, but, <laughs> but here you go. So Project Central is a, a 12-month competitively selected and tuition-free leadership development program for 16 individuals that are connected to rural Arizona. We meet individuals where they are in their leadership journey over the course of nine seminars throughout Arizona and in Sonora, Mexico, and Washington, D.C. by doing three main things. We build leadership skills, we educate on the issues that are facing rural Arizona, and we connect leaders and experts. So there's over 650 alumni making a difference in their communities, including six that are serving in Arizona's 54th state legislature right now. Wow, there are six. That's impressive, Scott. And I'm sort of curious, what do you mean when you say that you meet leaders where they are? That's a great question because we find that people get a benefit from this program 
at various stages of their personal or professional development. So we might have somebody that's knows everything about plant safety and food safety, but they want to develop their personal public speaking skills. Or we might have somebody that's a really polished public speaker and knows nothing about what a healthy forest looks like. So we want to educate them on a healthy forest so that they can then speak eloquently about it and know what the issues are that are facing our public lands. Fantastic. Okay, so that makes sense to me. So what you're saying is there's opportunities for everyone to improve their leadership skills. Yes, absolutely. All right. So what does a year in the life of a central class member look like? And I know you and I can both speak to this. So I'm very curious what you have to say. (laughs) Well, you'll know. And those that are listening that are central alumni can testify to it goes by really fast. (laughs) It's a It's basically a way to get a behind-the-scenes look at our state, our southern neighbor in in Mexico, and then our nation's capital. And it starts nervously one June, and then it wraps up reluctantly the next June, and time flies by. Most seminars go from a Thursday evening to a Saturday afternoon. They're about every six weeks or so. And we go to Prescott to work on effective communications, Sholo to experience that healthy forest that I mentioned and how ranching contributes to that. Uh, After that, we spend a week in Hermosillo and Obregón and Sonora to learn about the Mexican culture and how our two states' economies are interconnected and the similarities and differences that we have. In Tucson, we explore the three largest parts of the state budget, which are corrections, healthcare, and education. And in Yuma, we see where 90% of the U.S. winter vegetables are grown and how immigration is key to that. And then we start to put all of that into action at the state capitol and the nation's capital to learn how to get involved with that public policy piece. So each seminar has some portion of like a training or a workshop and then a hands-on tour. The purpose of all of those is to be a real experiential learning. And then, if you can believe it, in between all of that, we tell participants to expect to learn as much from each other as they do from the curriculum that we set for them. So a lot of discussion and ultimately friendships come out of this um, intense 12 months together. Fantastic. And I agree with you. It's it's a whirlwind of a year, but it's absolutely worth it. And the reluctancy to, to leave the program is always there at the end of that June. So I absolutely. understand. So as a graduate yourself, um, what made you apply and how has Central helped you develop both personally and professionally? Yeah, it's funny that you you just mentioned personally and professionally because it truly was a personal recommendation um, that would ultimately help me professionally. So an alumni that I had come to know, Carrie Hamstra from Chandler and the dairy industry, was a really active leader in the U of A's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences where I worked. I really respected her and her volunteerism. And when she recommended Central, I really jumped at the chance to learn more, get involved, and then apply. So, like I said, I was born in Michigan, and you mentioned that I grew up in Ohio. So going through Central, I learned everything about Arizona that I didn't know. You know, I knew the typical Grand Canyon and Prescott and and 
Tucson, but I didn't really know the rest of the state. So it was great to experience that with other people that were passionate about Arizona. And then I specifically credit the effective communication course from Central, those two days, that really helped me advance my career at the U of A ultimately bringing me back to the College of Ag and Life Sciences um, as central as a public-private partnership with U of A's Cooperative Extension. So best of all, I have a group of lifelong friends um, that I made in the program. You, you mentioned it in my bio, but our tradition was to try to run together a group of us at least one morning of every seminar, <laughs> no matter how long our night's discussions and festivities went. So some of my most memorable were running along the Verde or the Little Colorado Rivers, Watson Lake, uh, Sabino Canyon, South Mountain, and then my favorite was the National Mall in Washington, D.C., Scott, I mean, I do have to say, it's impressive that you were able to get up and run because <laughs> these seminars are intense educational and intense social opportunities. So I'm very impressed. I know when I would come home, I would always take a quick nap before I could sort of re-engage. And it's just an amazing opportunity. And I'm really impressed you were able to do that. <laughs> well, thanks. It's the power of positive peer pressure because there were <laughs> others that were wanting to do it too. So let's talk a little bit about what happens after a person graduates from Central. I mean, I can chime in here a little bit along with your perspective, but what can the, you know, what does the future look like for someone who has just stepped out and has that? sort of reluctancy about leaving the program after their graduation. Yeah, so with the combined support of the U of A and the Kemper and Ethel Marley Foundation, dozens of businesses, organizations, commodity groups, and alumni who individually give back to Project Central, we remain one of the only tuition-free leadership development programs in the country. So with that huge investment that all those collective people are making into the, our 16 individuals, we have some, some pretty high expectations for people when they graduate. We want them to go back to their communities and make a difference in a way that's first needed by their community and second, meaningful for them. So that leaves it pretty broad but we want people to get involved. And I, uh, I certainly graduated from the program with a sense of obligation to give back. And, and I can certainly share how I did. But since you're an alum as well, I'd be curious as to how you've gotten involved uh, since graduation. Yeah, thanks, Scott. One of the biggest ways that I've gotten involved is that I've stayed involved as part of the alumni committee. And that's really an opportunity for Central graduates that if they know that they want to stay committed to Project Central sort of one-on-one -on -one and be involved in planning the graduation or planning what we call Central Regional Connections, which happen twice a year, and tend to take place in areas of the state that maybe we didn't hit during the actual program agenda throughout the year. These are just opportunities and networking opportunities where we can go back, re-engage with alumni in those areas, and, and try to give back locally and understand, like you said, how can we make a difference in these local com communities, not just for ourselves, but really what the communities need. So... That's how I've stepped up. I'm currently alumni chair. And as alumni chair, one of my goals has really been to increase engagement, giving opportunities, and also to reinvigorate the central alumni celebration and graduation. 
And then again, just to hit on that piece of how do we give back is really to provide opportunities for our alumni to give back to their communities and make a difference. So that's how I've stayed involved. It's been really fun and exciting. And I think one of the most amazing parts or ways that alumni can stay engaged is to really plug into those central regional connections that I mentioned because there's an alumni program and network of over 600 people. And you might not know everyone. Not everyone has the opportunity to show up to the central celebration each year. And so they show up to their local community events and it's really an opportunity to plug in and get to know people from the alumni group that you haven't met before and to really make a difference as a cohesive cohort. So that's how I've chosen to make a difference is just to stay really engaged in the central community and the alumni program. And Scott, I mean, what else have you done? Well, first, let me thank you. <laughs> you um, take on a huge opportunity and a huge um, commitment to the program because with a staff of three people that are 2.0 FGE working, you know, 80 plus hours a week, we couldn't do it without you. So with over 650 alumni, you and the rest of the committee have done a great job of engaging those alumni. For me here in Tucson, when I graduated, you know, I I felt that expectation <laughs> to, to give back. I was already planning to serve on a board for a local nonprofit that works to end homelessness in Tucson. But what I didn't plan on was serving as the treasurer and ultimately the president of the organization and then having to conduct a nationwide search for a new CEO that would eventually oversee this $5.5 million budget and over 75 employees. So I said yes to each of those opportunities because of the skills that I built in Central and the expectations that were put upon me to give back. And so I feel like that's really been instilled in me through Central and I, I really appreciate that. And I love to hear that it was instilled in you as well. And you're, you're making that difference, not just in your local community, but across the state with all of our alumni. Well, thanks, Scott. And I, one of the things that I hear resonated in, in both your and I's experience is that Central really gave us the skills and we walked away from our experience knowing that we could make a difference. And I think that's something that resonates with all of our alumni is that they never feel like they can't make a difference. They just want to know how. And so that's kind of the fun part about I would say leaving Project Central and being a graduate of Project Central is that the confidence is there and it's just a matter of finding out where you can apply your energy and your skill set that you walk away from the experience with. Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind if I go in a little more into some of those examples about like meeting people where they are and how some other alumni have grown through that experience? I would love to hear more. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, a few stick out to me, and from the skill building point of view, I think of someone who was literally sweating through their shirt to introduce themselves in public in front of just their 15 classmates the first June, and then come around to the next June, they were unanimously selected to be the class speaker at the graduation and share in front of over 150 people about the class's collective experience. So that was a huge growth for that person. And then from the increasing knowledge standpoint, you know, we had someone who was a subject matter expert in their field, highly regarded, 
multi-generational from Yuma, but always vacationed in California and had been to Phoenix, of course, but never past Phoenix. So when we toured the Apache Sitgraves National Forest, they looked at me amongst those pine trees and said, I literally had no idea that this was in Arizona. And from that point on, we had another advocate for a healthy forest. And, you know, from the networking perspective, I think of one class alone that had three people run for state or local office right after they graduated. And classmates from across their class were helping run the campaigns, raise money, get the word out, and all three won. And now a fourth is running for office in a different part of the state. And you can bet that they're going to have the support from the rest of their class. So those, those skill building, those knowledge gaining, and that network, those are the three key things that people have taken away. Well, I completely agree with you. And for anyone sort of on the fence about applying, I will tell you that the networking and the support that you're going to gain from Central is just, it's invaluable. Okay, Scott, I'm going to jump to the next question. What would you say to a business owner who is on the fence about applying themselves or they have an employee who wants to apply, but they're a little concerned about the time commitment and they might be confused about the cost of the program. So I really want you to touch base on both of those if you could. Absolutely. You said it, a business owner or businessman, businesswoman. And I mentioned it that this program is completely free. So from a business perspective, this has the largest opportunity for return on investment because participants get out of it what they put into it. And so if, if that business person is willing to to give up a little bit of time, the returns will be huge. There's no other professional development opportunity that's a better bang for your buck. I can just stop there, but I'll keep going. <laughs> you know, people are always going to be busy and there's always going to be something to do. So I would just encourage people to visit central.org, which is C-E-N-T-R-L, .org and just look at the, your calendar, look at the next class calendar, see if the dates work, and then just apply. Fantastic, Scott. And, and thank you. I mean, you really can't get a better return on investment for something that's ultimately free. And one of the things that I've heard you say multiple times in the past is Central remains one of the only tuition-free programs around the country. So I just want to highlight that. And if you have anything to say about that, please do. Absolutely. I, I didn't mention that along with Michigan, when they started, California, Montana, and Pennsylvania were all other pilot programs that the Kellogg Foundation founded in the 70s. Arizona was part of this second group of funding that happened in the 80s. And now there's a network across the world of over 50 programs that are very similar to this curriculum. You change out some of the local issues, but it's all about building the skills, learning the local issues, and then getting involved. And yeah, of all of those programs, we're the only one that is 100% tuition-free. And even in Arizona, when you look at some of the other programs like Valley Leadership, Scottsdale Leadership, Greater Tucson Leadership, we're one of the only ones in the state that's free. So it really is an opportunity to get a huge return on your investment of time. 
Thanks, Scott. And I, I do appreciate you mentioning that it is an opportunity not to just plug in locally, statewide, and across the country, but also internationally, because there are opportunities for if alumni are interested to really engage in that international community of leaders. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Absolutely. All right, Scott. So we are close to the applicant um, deadline. And what are the steps for an individual to submit an application? And what does the selection process look like? Absolutely. Well, I'll spell it out again. And because there's a strange spelling, but at www.centrl.org slash apply, all of the application materials are there. You know, acronyms were all the rage in the 80s, so we shortened the Center for Rural Leadership to Central, and that's where that came from. So all the application materials are there at central.org slash apply, and there's a personal application, there's an employer approval form, and two letters of recommendation are required. All of that's submitted online, and it's all due by March 15th. The interviews will be conducted by our board's selection committee in Phoenix in early April, and then participants will be notified in early May. And again, as we've mentioned, the seminars start in June. 100% participation and attendance is required at all of the seminars. So again, check your calendar with the class calendar. And we're looking for a diverse group of individuals. We try to get someone from every county in the state. The selection committee looks really hard to pick this perfect class that will learn from each other. And we can't do that without diversity. So we look at different ages, genders, culture, professional background, because again, we want to create this opportunity to, to learn about perspectives that are different from what your own might be. Fantastic, Scott. And I can speak from my own experience. I thought the selection committee did a fantastic job of really creating a group of people that could learn from each other, grow together, and really was from all walks of life in Arizona. What would you say to someone who maybe has applied in the past but wasn't selected? And why would you encourage them to apply again? Absolutely. I I did miss that the deadline is March 15th. So I want to make sure that that everyone knows that. And that's March 15th of every year for every class. And as you mentioned, several people apply and with only being able to take 16 participants, not everyone gets in. And it has nothing to do with the personal capabilities of that person who we weren't able to select. It has everything to do with the demographics of the class and the applicant pool for that year. So it might have just been we already had too many ranchers or we already had too many people from Western Maricopa County or there were too similar of careers, even though people might have been in Northern Arizona and Southern Arizona, they were at similar ages and similar career tracks. So we wanted to get a different perspective in the class. So the Selection Committee of the Board works really hard to get that diversity. And if you've applied and have not been accepted, I would just encourage you to do it again. It's an easier process. You just have to have your employer approve the dates for the coming year and submit that to us by March 15th through the website. And we'd love to have you back. And hopefully the demographics will work out this year. 
Thanks for touching on that. I just wanted to remind people that, you know, it, it wasn't because of their application that they weren't selected. It's because they're really trying to create a group of people that can really learn and grow together and sort of create that diversity, inclusion, and that need to cover all bases. So thank you, Scott. You're welcome. So I know that Central has a bright looking future and I know because I'm really plugged in and engaged, but a lot of people might not know what's on the horizon. Can you touch base on some things that we can look forward to without giving too much information away? Because I know that we're kind of asking people to show up in June at the celebration to find out some of what's happening. Thanks for the teaser, Amber. That's perfect. (laughs) Our, Our celebration is for 2020 is June 13th. It'll be at Wild Horse Pass in Chandler. It is a Saturday. And we're gonna feature classes four, nine, 14, 19, and 24, and how they are making a difference since their graduations. We'll also unveil a new look for the organization that'll take us not just into this new decade, but through future decades beyond. And then after the celebration, and actually before the celebration even, we're, we're looking to engage and connect alumni in their local communities. You mentioned this in your role as the alumni chair, but we really wanna make sure that once you graduate, you'll have a natural bond and friendship like we've both talked about with your current class. But then we wanna make sure you know who lives in your local community who's a central alum. So we're going to be pretty intentional about facilitating some of that conversation and and making that network of 650 plus people in Arizona stronger. Fantastic, Scott. Thank you. So once again, guys, if you want to really be engaged and know what's going on and some of these things that we're going to highlight about the future of Central, please show up to the celebration this summer. It's a teaser on purpose. So I hope to see you guys there. Um, Just to wrap up, Scott, is there anything that we've missed that, you know, the audience might want to know? Well, I love A, that you're doing a podcast and B, that its name is Agribusiness Conversations. Because I think one of the toughest conversations in agribusiness is leadership succession planning, or simply who's going to take over the farm, run the ranch, keep the general store open after mom or dad or grandma or grandpa either don't want to or physically can't do it anymore. So Project Central is a great way to not only start that conversation, but build those skills, learn the issues, and know the people so that the next generation can start leading in rural Arizona and let mom, dad, grandma, and grandpa rest assured that the next generation is not alone, but it has the support of over 600 central network that are going to support them as they transition into their new leadership roles in, in their communities. Oh, Scott, thank you. That was a really good way to sort of tie everything in together today. So I know you've mentioned this before, but what is the best way for potential applicants to reach you and learn more? Let's touch base on that odd spelling from the 1980s. (laughs) Thank you. www.centrl.org has all of the information. There's profiles of current class members. There's an alumni directory that is dynamic. You can click different things to see who in your town or in your county or from different classes is in 
an alumni. And I encourage people to, if you know someone or even if you don't, reach out to them and ask them about their experiences. My contact information is also there and I'm obviously happy to talk about this amazing program to anyone at any time. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it. And for those of you that are interested in reaching out and interested in the program, I highly recommend that you take a look at the website, check Central out on Facebook, see what they're up to, see where the current class is heading, see where the alumni is at over the weekends. And I just really want to thank you for your time, Scott. This has been fun, and I hope we can reach some more potential applicants and maybe re-engage some alumni. I really enjoyed it, and everyone has until March 15th. Fantastic. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Agribusiness Conversations. If you haven't thought about applying for Project Central, now maybe you will. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or podbean.com.